We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Browns beat reporter, the great Mary Kay Cabot, on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Mary Kay, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. I'm actually driving to Indy right now. It's uh, it's pouring rain, so hopefully you'll be able to hear me okay, but about halfway there. Uh, you sound fantastic. What is your favorite part of the Combine? Combine actually is, truth be known, uh, it's going out and bopping around town in the evenings and just kind of, uh, you know, going to dinner. And it's not really just, uh, you know, for fun. All right, we're going to pop Mary Kay back on hold there. Um, that is, she's actually spot on. You and I have talked about this before. The best part of the combine is what happens at night because it is just it, the NFL takes over Indianapolis, and it's a small enough town. You know the four places everyone's going to be. Let's go ahead and welcome Mary Kay back. Mary Kay, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Sorry about that, guys. I hope we can get through this. We're in that, you know, that part of uh, – Ohio, where there's there are some dead spots here, but no worries anyways, so um, so yeah, I my favorite part is kind of going out and about in the evenings and trying to you know see who you can run into and see uh, you know what kinds of things that you can find out. Maybe do a little bit of uh, you know source development by talking to some people that you only see in the building at a podium. Uh, so that's actually my favorite part. Mary Kate. A lot of times, um, you know, we talk about free agency and, and trades and things like that, certainly trades in the draft. A lot of these conversations start to happen in Indy or even in, maybe even in uh, Mobile prior to this. Um, 
how much action really goes down in the next uh, week or so in Indy? Oh, a lot happens in Indy. And as you mentioned, it starts before this. Uh, because, as you know, with everything beginning March 13th in terms of free agency and then the league year opening up on March 15th, you really have to have your ducks in a row by now. You need to know what you're doing with your own free agents. You need to have players targeted. You have to have contingency plans when some of those guys are taken off the market by getting franchised or extended. Um, But you really have to have uh, your act together by now, before now, and it starts, you know, pretty much almost as soon as the season ends. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com, and the Plain Dealer on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So if we look at the three ways you can improve your roster, draft, free agency, and trade, which specific way do you think the Browns are most likely to attack each of their big needs, defensive line and wide receiver? You know, I think that they will explore all of those things. I think they'll look to upgrade certain spots uh, through free agency, through trades. We know that Andrew Berry is very aggressive in making trades. Some of his better moves have come through trades. Right? They traded for Amari Cooper. He traded for Deshaun Watson. I mean, he uh, is very aggressive in the trade market. So I think you always have to look at that with him. Uh, and then in terms of free agency, same thing. I mean, they're going to have to clear some cap space, but they will, I'm sure, pursue a number of big-name free agents. Now, they're, you know, they're probably not going to go out and sign, you know, five big-name guys, but they will target a couple big-name players and uh, and try to get a couple of those positions nailed down before they head to, into the draft. Mary Kay, Deshaun Watson had some interesting comments on Quincy Avery's podcast last week, seeing as how Kevin Stefanski really seems to uh, like to keep things in-house and, and kind of not let – whether it's the way they call plays or how they do business out, do you think or do we know if the Browns had any issues with Deshaun being so open on the podcast? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I listened to the whole thing and transcribed most of that, and I I thought it was all very positive. So I don't see what they would have had a problem with. Uh, you know, he talked about, you know, trusting Kevin, thinking that Kevin is an amazing play caller, about, you know, liking the fact that he's got AVP, uh, you know, still in the room. And now we know that, um, as I reported yesterday, that AVP is doubling as the quarterback's coach as well as the offensive coordinator. Uh, He talked about how he likes to be coached really hard. Um, But, you know, for the most part, I I thought it was all pretty positive. I don't see that there was anything in there the team would have had a problem with. Is Stefanski willing to – divvy up some of his responsibility. I mean, it seems like now you put more on, on AVP's plate. Um, how much of a role is Stefanski going to have in this whole thing? Well, he will have plenty of a role. I mean, he still is going to be overseeing the entire offensive calling plays on on Sunday afternoon. So, so that's huge. He's really got to get in sync with Deshaun Watson and make sure that they are crafting an offense that maximizes his talents and abilities. And, uh, you know, of course, those plans have been underway now for a while. And uh, they all have to communicate very effectively with each other on that. Now they, of course, added Bill Musgrave, who was Kevin Stefanski's boss, his offensive coordinator with the Vikings. And, you know, he has just a vast amount of knowledge and experience 
as a coordinator, as a quarterback's coach. So uh, they've got a lot of guys now on the staff that really understand the position, really understand how to call a game. And, uh, and I think he'll have, you know, just another person that he can lean on when he needs to. But he will be very, very involved. Mary Kay, um, why did the Browns decline to bring in a specific quarterback coach? Well, you know what? I think that they felt that AVP was the best man for the job, really. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. If you hear Aaron Rodgers, uh, the way that he spoke about AVP when, you know, when he was no longer the, the Packers quarterback's coach, uh, he had been Aaron's quarterback's coach for four years. And, and Aaron was very, very upset when AVP uh, you know, lost that role. So, um, you know, I, I really do think that if you look at his track record, He's done a really nice job being a former NFL quarterback himself. He understands the job. He understands the role. And guys like playing for him. And I think uh, he must have developed a pretty good relationship with Deshaun Watson. I think that, um, you know, they must have had some, I don't know, I don't want to say necessarily input. They must have gotten some good feedback from Deshaun Watson on AVP. And I just think that, uh, that he is an excellent choice for quarterbacks coach. Mary Kay Cabot, Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealer on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, I know we've asked you a lot, all of our shows have, talking about the wide receiver position. Amari Cooper's been of special interest there. And and I, I kind of look over at DPJ, uh, who had a breakout season this year. Given that the Browns might also be looking at extending Amari Cooper some way, what does that mean for the chances of a uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones extension? Well, I've, I've written this about uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't think there's any sense of urgency to do anything with that contract. He's under contract uh, next season at a reasonable amount of money, and you need some guys in those lower price points. You have to have that in a season in which Deshaun Watson's big money is coming due and Miles Garrett's big money is and the guards. So when you have a bunch of double-digit millions, guys, you need some bargain basement players and and donovan people's jones is that but it's an opportunity for him uh to go out and have a really really good season establish himself as a bona fide number two and make himself even more money so uh, i don't think anything will happen with that uh anytime soon but it's something they could possibly revisit during the season certainly after the season mary Kay, uh i was listening to the orange and brown talk podcast and kudos you, Dan, and Ashley do a fantastic job on the podcast, but uh, Friday's edition, you guys were talking about what questions would you like to hear either Andrew Barry or Kevin Stefanski answer this week in um, at the Combine. So I, I just, for those who didn't get a chance to listen, what are the things you'd like to hear uh, both or one or either guy answer this weekend, uh, this week in Indy? Well, first of all, thank you. Appreciate the nice feedback on the pod. Uh, we have a, a pretty good time, and we do it every single day. But nevertheless, there's always Browns content. Uh, in terms of what to ask Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Barry, of course, we will ask you know questions about the current roster. There are certain players that uh, you know you mentioned, Mario Cooper. You know, what do you do with a, a, a player like that who has almost a twenty-four million dollar cap hit? For 2023, what do you do with 
restructure that? Do you try to, you know, maybe look for some kind of a trade opportunity? Uh, you know, I think we do need to ask about Greg Newsom and him answering capital N-O when asked by someone on Twitter uh, if he would be open to playing inside again. Uh, you know, was that just, you know, was that just, you know, social media fodder in the offseason that they're not too concerned about, or is it something that needs to be addressed? Uh, I think we'll have to ask about how aggressive they might be in free agency and the trade market. And then, you know, things like restructures. Do you do anything with Deshaun's contract? Uh, you know, what do you do with Jed Wills and the, and the fifth-year option coming up? So these are the kinds of things we will address. Mary Kay Cabot joining us on the hotline. Mary Kay, I'm, I'm just curious your thoughts on the relationship with Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. And, you know, like more or less, are, are they tied at the hip? Or could you see one of them, for instance, Stefanski, if he doesn't have a good year, um, being gone potentially and, and Barry remaining? Well, first of all, they have a great relationship. Those guys, you know, they really do have a, a really good, healthy working relationship. And it's not always that way uh, between a coach and general manager. We've seen every, you know, we've seen the whole spectrum of coach and GM getting along to not being able to stand each other. Uh, these guys get along very, very well. Uh, they, they work very closely together on everything and just from a, uh, you know, just from a humanity standpoint, they really enjoy each other's company. And so, you know, it's a healthy relationship. So that part is very, very good. Um, in terms of whether or not they're they're joined at the hip, I would say no. Uh, you know, I mean, if it ever gets to the point where the Browns feel like uh, they need to move on from Kevin Stefanski, that doesn't mean that Andrew Berry has to go to it. It's not like that. Um, I don't think there are any thoughts or plans of, Kevin Stefanski not being here long term. I think that uh, that the the hope for this football team is that he is successful here for a very very long time. Uh, but in the event something changes in that regard, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean Andrew would be gone too. Mary Kay, I completely forgot to ask you this when we were talking about the Deshaun Watson Quincy Avery podcast. In it, Deshaun had said he hadn't talked to to Kevin yet. Um, it, it, kind of referencing back to the end of the, the regular season comments where he had said Kevin and him were going to sit down, they were going to talk about the offense and you know some changes, some things that Deshaun needed, so on and so forth. Is that a big deal, little deal, or no deal that, that Deshaun and Kevin haven't talked yet about you know changes going forward? You know what, I, that's not a big deal yet. There's really nothing they can do right now. Um, basically what's happened, you know, so far is players are out they're going they're having their vacations they're going out of town some of them are going to Europe including Amari Cooper uh, Deshaun Watson you know they're, they're kind of all over the place right now and that's the time to do this once you start to get a little closer to the offseason program you know that's when you really have those discussions in earnest and I don't even think there was a big deal about Deshaun saying that he and Kevin were going to put their heads together and have a man to you know talk man to man about what the offense was going to look like, what he was trying to say in that moment, and I, I know this is what I was standing there right in front of him, what he was trying to say was, this is not the time and place for me to say, here's what I'd like to see more of in the offense. That's something that's going to happen between Kevin Stefanski and I. It sort of came off, I think, to some people like, well, I'm going to you know, 
tell this guy what I think. I mean, no, that, that's not what that was at all. Uh, those guys will put their heads together. Uh, they'll talk about things that worked well, things that need to get thrown out, things that need to get added in. Deshaun will have a lot of say in those kinds of things. And uh, once again, I think it will be a healthy exchange. I know the Browns have got some work to do here with the, the salary cap and, and getting themselves in a position where they can make some moves, and they will. But going forward, um, they could be in some trouble here you know, in the next few years. Uh, with that being said, do you think, and looking across the NFL, just a, a, based off what we've seen over the last decade uh, from the running back position, do you see Nick Chubb being a big part of this team going forward? Yeah, I do. You know, I know there's been a lot of chatter and a lot of, like, speculation that perhaps they would do something with Nick Chubb. But, I mean, you don't get to this point where they're at right now, where you've assembled the whole core of your football team, uh, the one that you think uh, has the best chance to get you to where you want to go uh, with Deshaun Watson having a full season ahead of him, and then trade away a Nick Chubb. That's not going to happen. You know, I know it's been uh, a lot of radio fodder and some internet fodder, but you know, that's not going to happen. I mean, he is such a humongous part of this football team, and uh, you know, he, he is definitely here for the foreseeable future. Mary Kay, excellent stuff as always. Enjoy Indianapolis, and if we could get maybe a picture of a steak from Harry and Izzy's on Instagram or Twitter, we would, by we, I mean me, would greatly appreciate that. I will try to do that for you. Thank you so much, Mary Kay. Have a good one. All right. Take care. If she said something that I think is fair. I tend to believe that I trust Andrew Barry via trade a little bit more right now than I do Andrew <clears throat> Barry via free agency. And honestly, that's more about free agency than it is just about Andrew Barry specifically. Why so? Because I think it's easier to find good value in trades because you're talking about a player there's there's a reason they're being traded it's their contract it's the fit maybe they have outlived their old contract maybe they don't fit the new system so when you get into those scenarios you can get players maybe below what their actual on-field value is because teams are just trying to get something of value for them versus just cutting them we're in, in free agency um it's just open business and good NFL players get overpaid all the time. And the wrong free agent signing, I mean, Troy Hill and John Johnson the third two offseasons ago were supposed to fix the Browns. And one was an just an a, a incredible bust. The other's just not played up to what we thought it was going to be. I think that's fair. I mean, l- listen, how many times do we see in free agency a team spend big on a high-priced free agent and it never pans out? I mean, it does once in a while, mm-hmm. but there's a reason these guys get to free agency. They are, it's a risk, right? I mean, you've got a player who has probably a lot of production, but the team maybe is, you know, in cap hell or they can't afford to keep the player. And then you got a bit of a bidding war for the player. Like, it's just not, it's not a smart decision. It's like, it's like the stock market, right? I mean, if you bought Apple back in 2005 when it was, you know, peanuts and you could have like made 10 times your money. Fantastic. You don't buy Apple in 2017, Mm -hmm. right? Or 2015, whatever it was when it was, you know, as high as it ever was. 
I don't remember the date, so don't quote me on that. But the point is, I literally just quoted you on that. In thank my you. Head. I was thank like, you. I'm gonna have to no, bring that I, one back. I, I only remember it. Apple because I was I literally was about to buy Apple stock in like 05, and it was like super cheap, and could have made a zillion dollars on it. Not a zillion, but you know, six like figures, a half zillion, maybe seven figures on Quite it. A zillion, and maybe a, no, maybe a million. But uh, no. But the point is, yeah, these guys, their, their values is extremely high, and. That's not really the smart way to build a team. Now, mm-hmm. granted, if you are a team that's like a player or two away from going to the ch- to the chip, okay, then then maybe you pay, you spend that money. Well, and I think maybe that that you you're leading on to something that I think is 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 a really good point. You also can trade for guys usually, and this is a, a big usually. You can trade for them before you sign free agents. And if you trade for a couple veterans, even if you're giving away decent draft picks, all of a sudden, you're not as beholden. You can be a little bit more picky in the free agent market, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't necessarily want to trade the second-round pick, but if you were to trade the second-round pick for DeForest Buckner, and all of a sudden, that means you can either spend a little bit more on the edge rusher, right? Or, or you just know, okay, well, this is what we're going to have to pay him so all of a sudden, the pieces start to fall in line a little bit easier. Whereas if you're going in a free agency, all right, we need to sign a defensive end, two defensive tackles, a speed wide receiver, and a starting center. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of pressure on and, – and, and honestly, you basically, if you're not one of the, the teams with the five most cap space in the NFL, you're effectively beholden to who overspends and who doesn't overspend the first three days of free agency. Yep. Because with that many needs, you're not going to fill probably even one of those on the first day or two of free agency because the amount of money that you have to pay to get in early in free agency is exorbitant versus what might be available a couple days later. Yeah, But I, I'll continue to go to it. Like I think the Browns are actually in a good position going into trade and free agency season. And I think the offseason's there. Like, as long as they don't force things, as long as they don't end up having to go in free agency and just spend $70 million on crap, as long as there are guys that actually want to come to Cleveland and play on this team, and I think there should be with names like Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, and Sean Watson on your roster, I think you're, I don't want to say sitting pretty because there are complications. You need to get under the, uh, what is it? They're minus $20 million right now. You need to get under that real quick. You need to go full New Orleans Saints, and you need to find the right guys. But I, I don't know. I think what they did with the coaching staff has me 2% more confident in the right. direction of this organization than I was at the end of the regular season. 2%? I would say 2.5%. Maybe even you, maybe up, it? upwards of 5%, depending on whether I just ate. You get that like that that kick of energy after you eat. You know what I mean. You feel well, a little I, bit better. I've get no energy. I, I I feel tired. Why is that? What are you eating? Carbs. Okay, that one tracks. Yeah, I I had some za over the weekend, and I felt like I was walking through like tar the the rest of the day. This is how I would walk. You, people can't of, see this. I kind of look like a robot. Of za? I had most of the za. Yeah, like all of these za. Not all of the. Let's see. It was a large pizza. I had five pieces of pizza. Well, how many slices in a large? Eight? I don't know. Math Six? is tough. Carry the two. Maybe eight. Yeah. So I, I said had, eight. I know, I know, but I, I had to how think about How many inches? It. 
exactly how many I needed. That's how many. Sixteen inch. Sure. Eighteen. Take it all. Fourteen. Yep. Give it to me again. Seven. Eh, it'll do. Above average. I would say it was yeah. it was a quality pizza. Give it to me again. The only I I still would like, and I know we're not going to get this. I still would like to know why they didn't hire uh, an actual quarterback coach. And Mary Cade kind of pointed, well, they just really like, or, or maybe Deshaun really trust Alex Van Pelt. Okay, I mean, listen, the Broncos brought in Davis Webb to coach Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a great point. Like, I don't know. I would have felt better if they're like, Kyle Lalletta, you were a failed quarterback in the NFL. You're a coach. You're the new QB Deshaun, coach. You know what? Let's hire Carson Wentz. Uh, By the way, if you're Carson Wentz, what are you doing? You coming to? No. Yeah, no, no I'll, I'll you, say it right now. You're coming to the Browns to be the backup. No, no, no. You're not coming to the Browns. You're taking your bags and you're going to North Dakota and you're going to hunt and fish the rest of your life. No. Yes, he's made $130 million. You need to learn from Nick Foles. No, you don't. Nick Foles just completely burnt out Dude, as a I'm starting Carson, quarterback. If I'm Carson Wentz, I've made $100 million. I'm going to go to North Dakota, and I'm going to settle down in somewhere around Fargo. I'm going to build a church, and I'm going to go hunting and fishing every day. Is he a religious person? I didn't know oh, that. Oh, very, yes. Right. I didn't know that. Um no, there's still one great bag to be had if you're Carson Wentz. There still is one. Think of the Nick Foles principle. Nobody was going to pay that guy to start. He fell into the right situation, had six good games, and all of a sudden the next year, another $90 million chucked at him. That If I'm Carson Wentz, you're still chuck relatively— Chuck me all the money. Chuck him, yes. Carson— Chuck or Chuck? Listen, either or both. Listen to your boy, Nicky Dubs. Find the next bag to secure. I actually, I really do think he should come here and be the backup quarterback. I don't mean that's what I want. I'm saying I would look for a situation like this. A situation where you're going to play in front of a really good quarterback. There's no pressure to play. And if you do play, it's likely to happen midseason when the team has already kind of worked out its kinks and you can just step in for four games, play really well, play for a head coach who's gotten the most out of crappy quarterbacks or, or average quarterback talent-wise, and then a year from now, two years from now, hit the open market and see if somebody's dumb enough to pay you. Because what's, what's the alternative of your Carson Wentz? You're gonna go. Um, you can go battle C.J. Stroud for the starting job in Houston. You gotta go. Be, no, he's, he's not battling for a starting job. Like he needs to go somewhere. Like he needs to be the Chad Henney of the Cleveland Browns, the Browns, or the Buffalo Bills. And you or know whatever. how you know how much people are gonna overreact if the Browns were to sign Carson Wentz tomorrow, right? Well, the problem is Deshaun hasn't proven enough. Where mm-hmm. like having a quarterback that's been somewhat decent as a backup. That's not really the guy you want. Like, you think you think I, Deshaun oh, would be threatened? No, by I don't think Deshaun would be threatened. I think the Browns fans would put pressure on Deshaun if he'd started off slow to to want Carson Wentz to come in the game. Oh, I don't. No, you, I think this, Nick, you've no. been around long enough, buddy. Don't be that naive. Well, no, this isn't Josh Dobbs over Jacoby Brissett. This is. Are people really going to call for the benching of Deshaun, a $230 million quarterback with that you gave up three first-round picks for? Yes. Uh, no, I think it'll go the other way. Because I, I don't think we're going to want to give up on Deshaun. 
I don't know. I I think we are a, we are a stubborn people here in this town, and I think we're gonna fight tooth and nail. It's the same reason why we're like Johnny Manziel was on his way to rehab, and we're like, give that, give give Billy Vegas or whatever Billy Manziel, give him another chance. You never know. We knew. We knew that guy was a slap ass, and we're like, just the third chance, the third chance to start, and maybe Johnny will lay off the drugs and actually try to be good at football, right? This that's what this is gonna be. We're gonna go down swinging with Deshaun Watson. We're not gonna. We're these fans defended Manziel after the Swan, after Billy Manziel, after all this stuff, like. I don't disagree with you. I think they're definitely going to ride or die with Deshaun, especially because of his talent and the amount of contract that he's uh, guaranteed. But I, I don't know. Someone's going to have to be the throw in the towel guy to us before we get uh, Yvonne Dragoed. That's how this is going to have to work. Uh, 216-578-0092. So what you heard from Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, how... How do you want to see the the Browns upgrade this roster? And we do listen. If this is how it ends, this is how it ends. You know, it's grinding my gears. Is it so hard to get NBA players to do their job and make their millions of dollars and just play the game? Just play the frigging game. Is it is it so hard? You just half ass it. I just just show up, put the uniform on. I am so about to get off my lawn, and it makes sense that I'm an old man at the sauna now because uh, Sa- sauna or steam room. Steam room. Is there a difference? There is. Okay. What's the difference? Well, a steam room is a room you walk in that blows out steam. Mm-hmm. A sauna is like a hot box. Wh- isn't there steam involved? Not much steam in a sauna. Okay. We run in different circles. Sauna is just very hot. You could do an infrared sauna. You could do just a normal sauna. But a steam room is specifically steam. You are so much more bougie than I am. And I love no, you for it. I like the executive workouts, which means you're more bougie than I am, and that's okay. And when I say executive workout, I mean you do you go to the gym, you uh, you go in the steam room, uh-huh. you don't work out, uh-huh. but you take a shower and you steam. It's the executive workout. So Eric Pinkus, who is a NBA reporter, capologist, and all that great stuff, Bleacher Report and Sports Business Journal. Oh, just uh, tweeted out that the NBA could reportedly implement a target score for overtime games. Love it. And uh, it's in, in quotations, that would prevent overlong broadcasts and overloading player minutes like Kawhi Leonard playing 46 minutes in a double overtime loss to the Sacramento Kings on Friday. Why even have the games? I mean, these these guys, they can't play back-to-backs. They can't play any more than 70 games in an NBA season. Now we got to have minutes restrictions in games. we got to make games smaller so they can play So because we don't want to get them too tired. You know, it's not like they pay them $40 million a clip here. Nope, we got to go ahead and let's, let's change the way the games are ended because players can't play. I mean, my God, is there anything else? I—if— if I made $40 million a year, I would not bitch the way NBA player and complain and try and get the game changed to make it easier for me the way these guys, every single NBA player, tries to make it as easy as humanly possible when they play a kid's game for an exorbitant amount of money every single friggin' day. Well, get off your lawn. I, to- I know. That's why I started the segment. I... 
I'm hanging out with the you no, know what I, out. I, now I actually I got love this. the idea. Um, there's no reason we should on on a random Tuesday night we should have a game that by the way is on the West Coast, tipping off at ten o'clock and going double overtime. They're scoring 160 points and the game's going until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's well, absurd. But but you play till somebody wins the game. Yeah. How about we put a score on it just like the uh, the All Star game? Love it. Well, because that's you know what? In not. Fact, a- in fact, let's go one step further. Let's make every game regular season first to 100. Why even have overtime? Why, why even why even over overtime is we, what well, we, we don't would have say. to have Ovaltine <laughs> or Ovaltine or any of them. Why even have it? Why don't we just play for ties in the end? Right? We it's just like the NHL. I, we'll I just think, we'll have a point system. No, no overtime. Just first to 100. Yep. I, why even first to 100? Why not first, first to 80? First to 10. Right, because I don't want these guys breaking a sweat out there. Because if they break a sweat, who knows what else they might break? I mean, they're too valuable to have to score any more than ten points as a team in any given game. And you know what? While right. we're at it, why don't we put them in? We'll we'll put them in those giant well, we bubbles. Put them in a bubble once. Well, no, no, put them in. An, every player gets put in an actual bubble. Yep. And instead of shooting with your hands, we'll, you just have to get the ball. In so like they're like a, Bubble Boy from Seinfeld. Yep. Bang. Let's do that. Let's go ahead and make sure. Let's put them in a bubble and let you know. And while we're so, not only are they in a bubble, but inside the bubble, they're also bubble wrapped. They've got bubble wrap wrapped around all of their. I think it'd be appendages. hilarious if we wrap these guys up in these the bubble outfits that they, you know the guys that like do the bubble bumping mm-hmm. and just have like Kevin yep. Durant running around bu- yep. bumping into Kyrie and LeBron bumping into uh, KD. Yep, and that now that will be if you bump into each other, that will be a uh, a flagrant foul. It's a personal and take. It's well, no, you guys got to understand. We can't have these guys getting bumped into because I mean something might happen. It's just every time you turn around, like I love. We're trying to make the game better, Nick. How? How is it better? What's the big deal? If you go to overtime, play to play the first to to get ten points. Yeah, why? Why, why not? not? Why I think, not? I, I think well, because be every other thing is timed. Every other thing is timed. Why all of a sudden would we change it just because it's overtime? Because well, I mean, players know. can't handle playing 46 minutes in a night and then going into their cryogenic chambers and then not coming out for uh, two hours or whatever it is. Hyperbaric chambers, whatever it is. One of the chambers. I definitely know they have cryotherapy. Cryo- yeah, that too. Carry the two? Carry the two. You hate athletes. That's what it is. It's not that I would like them to continue doing. I mean, it's just you give me young guys. Nick took a walk today and did a little cardio. He's like, man, I got to tell you, man, I I need I need a couple days off. I actually did the elliptical load management from the. uh, I did the uh, the elliptical today. Oh, you did! Oh, little elliptical. It's like a sauna, but not really anything like it. It's not an executive workout. Excuse me. Did you go in the sauna and let it all hang out? I like that. Let it all wang out. That feels like a shirt. Uh, no, I didn't. Wang Chung tonight. I don't. I don't think the gym I have, I go to, has a sauna. Probably because no, they're trying to pervert. Because you're too it. poor. That actually is the case. Okay. This is just, dude. Everyone's got a sauna. Where do you go? Well, the it, YMCA's got a sauna or a steam room. Yeah, and that's where it all started. Carry the two. Carry the two. Um, I'll tell you off air. Okay. But they don't have a sauna. None of the ones I've been to have well, a sauna. Excuse, you know, when I, if you lived in Manaway and you had to climb up, you know, something. <laughs> Nailed know. it. I don't know. I had to walk to school. Up. up hill both ways in snow. snow. Yeah. yeah. That whole thing. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. 
Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, I know you don't like how they're playing the game now. I get it. I, I like defense. They should be playing more defense. But, you know, pole vaulting, they used to jump forwards over the thing. And then they realized when you jump backwards, you could jump much higher. So I'm sure those guys didn't like when the game changed. They either changed with it or they stopped doing it. Interesting comparison. Okay. It, I, I, you know, I mean, they should play more. I get it. And if, if, if the guy's coming to town, I want to see Giannis play if he comes to Cleveland. I, yeah. I want to but, see you know, Giannis bolt up. Well, right. I mean, I mean, if these guys are not playing because of load management, yeah, I get it. That sucks. But also, the game changes. Yeah, it's but but better. so who'd be the best pole vaulter in the NBA? I'll be honest, the dude's seven foot one and weighs like two hundred and seventy pounds. I, Not Mac McClung. Oh, I'd go Mac. He's overrated. By the way, I was just thinking about that the other night, like comparing this to pole vaulting. That <laughs> Being was the in first a sauna. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm sorry. I I actually do, for the most part, games changing and evolving doesn't bug me. Like, I would like it if the games were more competitive in the regular season, but I understand why it's come to where it is. But we've just gotten to a point where what what can players be asked to do that they have historically done now that they're making 10 times the money they were 20 years ago? What can we ask them to do? Because every, there's always a new complaint. It is the idea of consistently pushing, pushing uh, you know, Taking a mile when uh, you've given them an inch. It's all the time. It's, okay, well, now we don't have as many back-to-backs, but now we should only play 72 games. When we get to 72 games, are we going to go to 62 games? Like, when does the, the bitching and moaning and changing the game for the worst stop? How about this? We'll go ahead and cap the overtime when you guys start playing every game in the regular season like it actually means something. There needs to be a quid pro quo here because they're continuing to get stuff, and the game is only suffering. Now I'm officially get off my lawn, guy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.